Welcome to the Sunday Brunch with your host, me, Caleb DeMerchant, and I'm here to talk to you today about the topic of homework. So, I thought I'd get started by talking to you all about an experience I had when I was in school with homework. When I was about 14 years old, I was in grade 9, and we had I had just started my life in high school. So in Canada, high school starts at 14 years old. And during that time, what had happened was they had put in a new homework policy for our school. This homework policy was that every class would have one hour's worth of homework every day. So what ended up happening was I had five hours of homework every day, starting from the first day of school. This would be maths homework, science homework, English homework. So my very first day, what I did is I went and I did all my homework. I tried my best to make the homework as good as it could possibly be. I really wanted this homework to be excellent, you know. I wanted everyone to really enjoy it. I wanted all my teachers to think it was great. So I do all the homework. I did it to my best ability. I wrote it all out because back in those days, we still didn't have functioning internet where I lived in Canada. Actually, they still don't have functioning internet there. And we'll get into that a little bit today about students' technology. But I digress a bit. I had done all my homework and I wrote everything up and I was really happy with how I had done. I thought that it was a really the best work I had ever produced for school. So I give it to my teacher. My teacher kind of came around to look at everybody's homework at the beginning of class to check your contact book. You know how we have contact books here in the UK. In Canada, we call them agenda. So I might call it an agenda. It means the same thing. So I did. I did. The teacher comes over and she looks and she says, oh, great job on the homework, but you didn't do everything. And I thought to myself, well, what, what didn't I do? I thought I did everything. I did the maths homework. I did, the, I did every single piece of homework that I thought I could possibly have. What could I be missing? And she said, well, you didn't get your contact book signed. And that's a piece of the homework. And because you didn't get that piece of homework done, you have to do a detention tonight after school. Oh, so I have to do an hour detention tonight after school because I didn't do that one thing. I didn't get it signed. He said, wow, that's really interesting. So I went in, I did the detention, but I thought to myself the whole time, I spent five hours doing the homework because it was an hour each and it did take me one hour each. So it took me five hours to do the homework. Now I'm doing a one hour detention. So is this necessarily the best, the best thing? Should I continue to do the five hours of homework? Maybe I'll just do the one hour of detention every day. Maybe that'll be easier for me. So from that point on, from the time I was 14 until I was 17 years old leaving school, I never really did my homework unless I felt it was something I really wanted to do myself. I would say, no, I'm not going to do it because it's just easier to do the detention. So eventually they stopped giving me the detentions, but I continued to not do the homework and the policy changed as they do often in schools. And what happened was I ended up having no homework done until I was yeah 18 years old. I went to university and I didn't really know a lot about doing homework. I didn't know a lot about studying my own self-study. So it it actually did affect me in the long run because I had a bit of trouble adjusting to university, adjusting to what self-study would be like. So I hope that that little story kind of gives everyone an experience of what it was like for me to be in school. Uh, so I just hope that that helps to give everyone a little example of what it was like maybe for some students in school growing up. So I would like you all to call in today and tell me what you, do you think about homework? You, the educators, maybe you're, maybe you're a parent yourself, maybe you're a student yourself. I'm still in university myself. I'm doing my master's degree right now. And, you know, I have my share of homework for that. 
and I've gotten used to doing homework over the years. But I would like to really hear what you all think about homework. What do you think about it? Call in to Teacher Talk Radio and tell me what you think. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. I thought I'd give you a little bit about who I am while I may for maybe some calls to come in. I've also prepared some different news articles, some articles from some scholarly sources, some, some information to help you as a teacher maybe or as a parent who might be struggling with homework in your own home. So that's what I am going to do for you today. I'm going to first introduce who I am, then I'm going to present some uh, newspaper articles, scholarly sources, and yeah, that's that's about how it's going to go. So my name is Caleb DeMerchant. I have been a teacher for many years. I started off as an English teacher in China. Before this, I obtained my bachelor's degree in in, in philosophy, in drama, and in English. I have my honors in English. Uh, I worked really hard after I got the hang of homework and things of that nature. I got really good in school, and I think I, I ended up working really hard. I, I had this own self-drive, and I'm sure many of you out there, you're the same way. Uh, teachers are often the hardest working people in a lot of ways when it comes to going to school. I would think most of you would agree with me on that. We all work really hard when we're in school, and that's how we, you know, we all like school. That's why we became teachers. So I thought I would talk to you all today about who I am. So I obtained my bachelor's degree, and then once I got my bachelor's degree, I became a business analyst for a little while, an IT business analyst. I worked with many companies, and I didn't really like the work. I thought to myself, oh, I don't really enjoy this. I'd like, I'd like to do something different. I'd like to go back into my field of study somehow. How could I do that? Well, being a teacher is a really good way to do that, isn't it? So I became a teacher of English, and I also studied up to become a teacher of history, and I have a little bit of philosophy, this kind of thing that I can teach as well over here in the UK. We don't really have that in Canada too, too much. It's offered in some places, but not everywhere. So Canada is a vastly different system in the UK, and I'll get into that over my discussions with you. But things in the UK are more centralized, I think, whereas things in Canada, they're very diverse. Event, depending on the province you're from, things will be different for you. So uh, we'll get into that as you get to know me a little bit about my experiences as being a teacher and going to school in Canada uh, and my experiences of being a teacher in China, because once I obtained my degree, my bachelor's degree in education, I became a teacher and I went to China. I taught there for almost two years. I met my wife and then I moved to the United Kingdom with her because that's where she was from. And I've been here ever since. And I really enjoy it here. Currently, I am the subject tutor for drama and the creative arts at the, at the University of Bedfordshire which is an amazing place to work, an amazing job. I really love it. And I love getting to teach the teachers of the future. People maybe like yourselves or people, you know, who are just getting into our field. You know, this is our profession. And I think it's someone said it to me the other day, a really great thing that we're the gatekeepers of this profession. So I think it's really great that I get to be a, a gatekeeper for this profession. So again, today we're talking about homework something that most people probably did or didn't really like in school. Or as a teacher, you may have very strong feelings about it. I know teachers in Canada have immensely strong feelings about what it's like to give homework, if we should give homework or we shouldn't give homework. So, you know, I, uh, I think it's a really important topic that we all should talk about and think about. So call in today to Teacher Talk Radio. Tell me what you think about homework. You can follow me at KDM underscore drama wizard on Twitter. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about homework. You could tweet it in there. You could write it in the chat here on Podbean. 
you can tell me in all kinds of ways. We have so many ways of communicating nowadays. It's, it almost seems overwhelming sometimes, at least to me, a person who grew up kind of way far out in the woods of Canada. So I think it's great that we can do this, uh, hosting a radio show live here from my house. It's an amazing, an amazing thing. So please do call in. Again, we're talking about homework here today on Teacher Talk Radio. I want to hear what you have to think about it. What, what do you think? Do you think it's useful? Do you think homework is useful? Is it a useful tool for us teachers to use in our classrooms? So I wanted to get the ball rolling here today. I got a little article from the mail I wanted to play to you, a little extract from it. Uh, I'm going to play someone else reading it because, you know, it might get a bit tiring hearing my voice the whole time. And you might want to hear someone's voice who's maybe got a little bit different tone to it than me. So I thought I would play you a little extract from the mail now. And this extract is on homework. So if you're ready, here we go. Mail, 27th of January, 2022. Millions of British parents dread the moment their child returns from school with maths homework. Just under half of the 2,000 mums and dads polled who have had children under 16 said mathematics is the hardest assignment of all. Just one in four can confidently answer questions about algebra, while equations leave 35% completely stumped. Even basic times tables leave 14% scratching their heads. It also emerged the average parent spends on average 37 minutes a week helping a child with their homework with maths and English being the subjects they spend the most time helping their child to complete. But whilst parents are most anxious about maths, the research also found they felt apprehensive about science, languages and English. In fact, half of parents admit to having maths anxiety, a worry about performing mathematical functions with 40% feeling the same about reading. And for those with maths anxiety, 83% are concerned that all worries surrounding maths may affect their children's attitude to the subject. It also emerged that over one half of parents believe they are expected to learn too much these days. The study also found 61% of parents are relying on the internet to search for answers when helping their child with their homework. Okay, so what did you all think about that? What did you all think about that? Do you think that Math's homework is the hardest type of homework. Is there a type of homework that you really dread for your child when they come home? Is there a piece of homework that you don't want to work with? Is there something that maybe puts you off? Because when you were in school, it was something you struggled with. And now you have to help your child with it. And, that's, and that can be really scary to parents. It can be really scary to us too as teachers, I think. It can be really scary to us. Having to teach a subject maybe we're not used to. Maybe uh, one of our fellow teachers is out sick and we have to teach maths. Or maybe we have to teach science. I know I've been called in to teach history before, and that's fine for me. But when I get called in to teach maths when I was a teacher uh, at a public school, it was, it was really difficult for me. I have to be honest. It was really difficult to teach maths. I remember one time I showed a documentary about maths because I didn't really know what to teach in that lesson because my math skills are very weak because when I was in school, I really struggled with that aspect of it. You know, I really struggled with uh, the mathematics that I used to have to take. So is there a piece of homework that you're really, you really don't like, or you think is really, you know, not such a great thing that you have to work with your students or your, ch or your children at home? Is that maybe something, that, a reason that people maybe don't like homework, the, the going back to their own experiences in school or going back to their own lack of knowledge sometimes. And I think it can be hard for us to show our children or our students that we don't know something. I think one of the best things we can do as a teacher is admit, uh, I don't actually know the answer to that question, uh, but we can find an answer, I think, nowadays. If we can just admit that first, 
we go on with our child and show, well, when I don't know something, I can Google it. I get an encyclopedia. I go get a real book. I know a lot of us don't really have those around anymore, but I hope we still do have real dictionaries and encyclopedias if we can in our houses. And we look it up with our, our child or, or our student and we, and, we, and we find the answer together as a team, you know, not just on our own. So I hope, I hope that that kind of gives you a little bit of a glimpse of what kind of the public might see about us, about the public might see about our homework that we give. So I was just wondering, what do you all think? Do you have any ideas? And while we do that, I'm going to look at some of the little messages I've received. I think we had a, re I had a really good response the other day on Twitter that would really, it kind of works with what we're talking about here, about in terms of homework, maybe things we don't know. And they said they think that homework should, this was a user called John on Twitter. He said that he thinks that homework should be used as a prerequisite for lessons for uh, something in the future. So it might not be something that we already know. It might be something that we are just learning about for the first time uh, because it's a prerequisite, some pre-reading or, so, or maybe a documentary that we get them to watch, something of that nature. It doesn't necessarily have to be something they're doing right now. It doesn't have to be something they did that lesson. So I think that was a really good point. And I think if we use more prerequisite homework, it would be useful for us and our students to kind of get an idea of where we are in our own learning. And, you know, students are on their own learning journey here and we're helping them with that learning journey. I like to believe I'm a big believer in the learning journey. I don't know if any of you are. So I, I, I hope that some people try to call in here pretty soon and we can have a little chat about, you know, what is it like to give homework? What do you think about homework in general? So my name is Caleb Demerchant. Again, you can follow me at KDM drama wizard on twitter that's kdm underscore drama wizard on twitter and you can write in there to tell me what you think or you can write in here on Podbean, or you can call me live here on the show there's lots of ways we can communicate with each other we have some listeners from all over the world here we have a listener from ghana i know we're gonna have some listeners from canada coming in and so that's great to hear from everybody from around the world tell me what homework's like where you're from uh i had one uh, person on Facebook, a friend of mine from Bangladesh, he was telling me about what homework was like in Bangladesh. And he said, you know, homework in Bangladesh can take hours and hours, kind of like my experience when I was a kid and I had five hours of homework. Homework can take hours and hours out of your time. And then your parents have responsibilities for you at home, obviously chores and things of that nature. And when it's all said and done, you have barely any time to be a kid. And that can be really tough, I think, on a kid growing up, not having a lot of time for themselves and their friends and family. I had another listener who wrote in and said, you know, this is our family time. This is our family time when they come home in the evening. Uh, we want to spend time as a family. We won't want to be doing uh, eight, nine hours of homework. I know that's a bit of an exaggeration, but, you know, I had five hours when I was a kid of homework. It doesn't take long for if it five hours becomes the norm, it doesn't take long for even longer, I think, to become the norm. So what do you think about homework in general? What do you think is a useful task in your subject? I think, see, thinking back to my subject, I teach drama, I teach English. So in English, it's it can be kind of obvious what you get for homework. In Canada, we give lots of book reports. So we'll say, okay, here's uh, the Red Badge of Courage. Tell me what you think of the about the Red Badge of Courage. Uh, I think we just had someone call in, but I think we had a technical problem. I think they may have hung up. So try to call in again, and we'll get to you right away there. Oh, maybe we can add them now. So let's allow this caller in to tell us what they think about homework. I think you're live now on Teacher Talk Radio. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. 
That's great. We have a little bit of background sound on your end. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. And you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What do you think of the topic of homework? Okay, homework is good. Why do you think it's so good? What do you like about it? Uh, it improves the standard of the man and also help the man also to uh, gain more knowledge. Gain more knowledge. Okay, that's a really great. Uh, yeah. That's really great. What's what? What subject do you think it's best to give homework in? Uh, science. In science, yeah, I think that that's a good point. When I was growing up, science was always a tough one for me, so that's good. What What else do you okay. think about homework? You have any other thoughts on it? Okay, this is my first time joining. That's okay. So, it's great to have a first time yeah. listener, first time joiner. I'm. This is my first time on air, so it's great to hear. Somebody call in. So thank you for calling in. What, what, okay. Yeah. What do you think? Don't be nervous. It's all good. Okay. Homework. Okay. Let me let me let me think. Then later I'll I'll, I'll come I'll come. That's okay. Share my idea. Not a problem. Um, for me personally, growing up with homework, I I didn't mind it if I didn't have too much of it. But one time when I was a kid, I got about five hours of homework one evening. And what do you think about that? If the, can a teacher give too much homework? Yeah, yeah. Five hours about homework is good. You think it's good to have? Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think it's good to have? Because spending five hours on homework also won't let you gain more, as I already said. That's true. Uh, you know, growing up, I used to go to a Pentecostal church, and they used to tell us, you know, uh, a lack of too much time is the devil's play thing kind of thing. So... Uh, yeah, so maybe it could be it could be looked at that way that maybe two uh, five hours of homework is a good thing because it keeps kids out of trouble. Um, that could be yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. What about the students who maybe avoid the homework? Do you think it would be a good idea for them to have that kind of homework? No, no. A student that is always avoiding homework will let it won't, it won't help him to go far in future or in uh, to gain more a better future. Because doing more or spending more time on homework will let you know or gain more knowledge and let you to know what is going on about life and also about this world and also about the uh, subjects or that you are uh, taking part of it or a subject that you are studying it. It will help you to, to uh, gain more knowledge. That's why a student that is not spending more time on homework I think it's not happening. It's not happening. Okay. That, I, that's a great opinion. Thank you very much for calling in. Did you have anything else you'd like to share about homework today? Oh, I like the, I like the show. So anytime I will join it. Yeah, you can call in anytime and have a chat. I'm always on here on Sunday. This is a Sunday morning brunch show. So I, I hope that you can call in again. It's been really great thank to you. hear from you. What's your name, by the way? I don't think I caught your name. My name is Emmanuel Bonsu. Emmanuel Bonsu. Emmanuel Bonsu? Emmanuel Bonsu. Emmanuel Bowles. Emmanuel Bonsu. 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 Okay. Nice. Well, it's nice yeah. to meet you, sir. It's been really great to hear from you today. Please call in anytime you like to talk about anything here on Teacher Talk okay, Radio. Okay. 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 okay thank yeah, you very okay. much. You have a wonderful day. So, it's been great to hear from uh, listeners already calling in to, on our first show here on the Sunday morning brunch. The, the Sunday brunch show here with Caleb DeMerchant. I'm Caleb DeMerchant. That's KDM Drama Wizard on Twitter. That's KDM underscore KDM Drama Wizard on Twitter. 
So we're talking about homework, the idea of homework. And we've already had one listener kindly enough call in and talk to us about homework today. And I just want to hear from all of you. What do you think about homework? Do you think that you can have too much? I said, you know, I had five hours at one time when I was 14 years old and it kind of put me off homework. For the rest of my schooling, I think it was a really to a detriment to me because I thought, you know, homework, it was easier just to do the one hour detention than the five hours of homework, if that makes sense to everybody. So I, I hope that that you don't think I hate homework because I don't actually hate homework. I think it can be a really great tool that we can all use as well. So we're getting a lot of people saying, you know, that's a lot of homework, five hours. But I, I have to agree that with the previous caller that homework helps us to solidify our knowledge, doesn't it? It helps us to learn new things. And I think it can be a useful tool. And really, we shouldn't be extreme on any of our beliefs as a teacher. We should be able to look at old things, old pedagogy and reuse it in our own work. Or we should be able to adapt to new pedagogy and use it into our work. So maybe, like anything else, homework is a bit of a tool. And, and we'll talk about a bit more about that today. So we're almost to a half an hour into our show here. If you'd like to call in to Teacher Talk Radio, please do call in. Uh, you can also tweet me at KDM underscore Drama Wizard at Twitter. You, can, If you're a friend of mine, personally, you can Facebook me. You can find lots of ways to communicate with us. So maybe we'll dig into the Facebook messages here a little bit because I had some great Facebook messages from people all over the world, including my own father. My father's name is Reg DeMerchant, and he ha he was always a big believer of homework in our house, even though you know I kind of retreated away from homework. He always thought that homework was a good thing. So he said uh, homework was our way of solidifying our knowledge from the day before to review what we had already learned. He said, doing homework helped me to retain what I learned in school. I still ha think about it a lot today, the same th things that he was learning about then. And, you know, my dad, he was really big on homework growing up. He thought that it was a really important part of the day. When we were doing our homework, we would stop doing our chores and, you know, we would do our homework. So we had like little chores when we'd come home. We'd have to start the fire because in Canada we had our own fire and We'd have to get things cleaned up around the house. And then and then we were expected to do our homework. I had to help my little brother with his homework. And then I do my own homework. So we were expected to do homework. But, you know, after my experience, first day of school there, I kind of thought it's easier for me not to do homework. It's easier for me to just do the one hour detention and I can work on what I can work on there with the teacher. I think that was another reason maybe I, I retreated away from homework as a child is uh, when I'd have a piece of homework, you know, maybe my parents didn't understand because they're not subject experts like a teacher is. Well, we're all subject experts, obviously. And sometimes we take that for granted when we give a piece of homework that students don't really have a subject expert at home. So having a teacher there during the detention room, really, it kind of helped me. You know, uh, they would help me through my reading, my writing, my mathematics, the different things I was doing. So I really think that it's great that we've had one caller already. I hope we get some more calls pretty soon here on Teacher Talk Radio. That's again, we're live on the Sunday brunch show with me, Caleb DeMerchant. That's KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter. You can tweet at me live. We're looking at everyone's tweets now. If there's anything you'd like to say, you can also put in the chat box here on Podbean. You can call me here on Podbean. Remember, this is a call-in show. We love to hear from teachers. We love to hear from parents, educators from all over. Please tell me what you think. This is our our time to have a voice. Maybe you're like our last caller and you've never called into a show like this before. Don't be nervous. I know this is my first time on a show here today. We had a little technical difficulties when we first started there, but everything's working out now. And, 
you know, things will always work out. We're, we're here to support you. This is about what this is, is creating a supportive network for ourselves as teachers, giving ourselves a voice, giving ourselves a place to hear what other people do, what other educators do in their pedagogy and in their practice. So please don't be nervous to call in. Please call in and tell us what you think. Um, I'm going to play another little extract here in a bit from Popular Science. I also have a song from the show Arthur the Aardvark. Because of copyright, I can only play about 30 seconds of it, but you'll get the gist of it. Uh, and I have a couple more articles, and then I have some research from uh, a former colleague of mine at the University of Bedfordshire, Dr. Edwards, who had some thoughts on homework she wanted to share uh, from her articles and different things. So I'm really happy that Dr. Edwards could share some of that research for us today so that we can read it. So if you have any ideas or anything you'd like to talk about, again, we have lots of forms of communication. I've been over them quite a few times now. And my name is Caleb DeMerchant. So I, getting back to homework from my own personal experience, being an educator. So when I first became a teacher, I was a teacher in China. So I want to talk to you today a bit about what it was like for students to do homework in China. So for my class, they were expected to do at least an hour to two hours of homework every single night. Now, for me as a teacher, just for my one subject to have about two hours of homework to mark, it seems like a lot, doesn't it? I mean, that's a lot of homework every single night to have to mark. And I had around 150 to 200 students. So having 150 to 200 students plus, you know, having to mark all that homework, it's a lot. It's several pages for every student, a couple pages. So we, we also don't think about that maybe as a, when we're administrators or we're leaders. We don't necessarily think about how much of a strain that puts on our teachers. But we also have to understand for our for the students in China, they were given two hours for my class, but they were given two hours for all of their classes. And that adds up to more time, obviously, than they would have in an evening. That like That's not even possible. They would finish school usually around nine o'clock. They'd have a bit of a break at five to have some supper. So remember, they went to school from eight till about five where they would have supper. They'd have a little bit of PE, physical activities, things like that after school. And then they would jump right into more lessons after supper at five. From, so from six till nine, they would have le uh, lessons. They'd have a little bit, I think about an hour to two hours of teacher help driven homework. So the teachers would help them with their homework. Sometimes I'd have to help out with that. Sometimes it didn't. So it was really interesting that the students, they didn't even have enough time to finish all the homework they were given. So they were given more. And I brought this up with my principal. Both my We had an English uh, Canadian teacher and we had a Chinese principal. And uh, I said, you know, what? this is more homework than the students could possibly have time to do. So what, what do we do about this? Like we need to find a way to reduce it. And they said, Oh, we're aware that it's more homework than they have time to do. Uh, our hope is that it just keeps them busy. It keeps them doing things. They know what their main subjects are that they have to worry the most about. And the other subjects, you know, they can like, they thought, for example, history isn't as important as English because they're going to an English school to learn English or maths is more important, so on and so forth. So they, they would tell them, focus on this homework first. And if you have time left, time left, focus on this other homework. There was no time for, you know, play at all. So what do you think about that? Is, is it a good idea to leave our students with no time for play at all? Should students have the ability that to have time to play? Is, is that maybe a piece of homework unto itself? I mean, there's been lots of research to show, especially in younger children, that play is our way of developing an understanding with our world. And if we restrict that, the, could that maybe change how a person is? Could it have an effect on a person's psychology later on in life? Or could it have an effect on a person's 
uh, ethics or morality later on in life? Could it have an effect on something more broadly that we can't see? Because when we play, we learn something through that interaction that we can't, we maybe haven't learned for through research or we don't fully understand yet. So tell me what you think here on talk, Teacher Talk Radio. My name is Caleb Demerchant. I am KDM underscore drama wizard at Twitter. You can message me here on Podbeam. You can call. So please don't be shy or nervous to call. I love it when a person can be brave and call in for the first time like our first caller was. Uh, I'm going to cut to the news here and to our lovely supporters for making this show possible so you can get a little information from them. So again, thank you very much so far for listening in on the show. Continue to listen. And here's a word from our lovely sponsors. Let me... This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEM education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you, Are you looking, looking to take, to take your, your phonics, phonics practice, practice forward? forward? Then, then Little, Little One, One Little Letters, Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Colin's Big Cat. To find out more, Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk. Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. A 
report in The Independent makes it clear that Ofqual's chief regulator believes that changes to the 2022 examinations will not advantage more able pupils. As a result of the disruption caused by the pandemic, pupils in England and those students sitting GCSE from English exam boards will be offered a choice of topics in some GCSE exams. In a speech to the Sixth Form Colleges Association conference earlier in January, Chief Regulator Joe Saxton said the release of advance information on the kinds of topics pupils will see in their exams would not advantage higher ability pupils. This advance information is due on February the 7th and is being released to help students focus their revision to answer questions carrying more marks. It will not be provided for simpler one or two mark questions. In a statement, Ms Saxton said that she hoped that the advance information will mean students who suffered the most disruption or those who are less able may gain confidence to tackle elements of the paper that they might not previously had the confidence to try. In response to the comments, Jeff Barton, General Secretary of ASCO, said, Many school leaders will have legitimate concerns about how the advance information about exam content has been put together and how helpful it is likely to be to their students. Radio 1 presenter Vic Hope has returned to a former school in Newcastle to open its new wellbeing centre. In a report on the ITV News website, it is described how Ms Hope opened the centre at Dame Allen's in Fenham by stating, it's been important to me in my work to raise awareness, destigmatize, and signpost resources dedicated to nurturing the psychological and emotional well-being of our young people. And I am so proud that the Dame Allens is clearly doing this work so well too. Ms Hope is a human rights activist and Amnesty International ambassador, and has spoken candidly about mental health in the past. The Snug at Dame Allens offers counseling, psychotherapy, and special educational needs support and provides a dedicated place where students feel safe, heard and understood. With mental health and well-being now a key focus for many schools, Ms Hope praised the efforts made by schools to support pupils in this way. The news website Monitor reports on lessons the continent of Africa can learn about investing in education. It states that the universal lesson is that countries can no longer ignore the unprecedented learning crisis facing the continent. The pandemic has revealed what the article describes as alarming inequalities in accessing inclusive and quality education. The issue was discussed by leaders at the Global Education Summit, co-hosted by Kenya and the UK in London last week. The continent is facing some harsh realities and the summit launched a drive to increase national budget allocations for education, with greater emphasis on improving learning outcomes. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week we're going to take a look at teaching. So that's the weekend news there for you. You got your, your advertisements. I hope that we could enjoy that little piece of information from Teachers Talk Radio. So my name is Caleb DeMerch and I'm KDM Drama Wizard. Today we are here talking about homework. Is it useful? That was the question I asked broadly to the listeners and the, to our followers on Twitter and on Facebook. I asked a few people, is it useful homework? Is it something that we as teachers can still use? Is it something that our students can still find some kind of value in or some kind of use in? Or, or is it something that is totally out of date something from the Victorian era or something from the past that we don't need anymore. 
So I'm going to read a, uh, another really great tweet, I think, that I had from a fellow drama teacher, Luke. And I won't be using too many first names today, uh, last names, and so on and so forth, because I don't know if everyone's okay with them being put on Twitter like that. So I'll just read what I've been given. So Luke said, homework and drama and music at Key Stage 3, what what can we do with it? Is it, is it something that we need? He said, I'm never a fan of it. It isn't helping uh, them improve their performance skills or theatrical understanding. Quizzing, for example. I dislike posters. Tasks are pointless. I really hate crafty ones. We are not art teachers. What are people's thoughts on that? That in drama, you don't really need homework or in other uh, art subjects besides practical art, we don't need to have uh, homework in that. And I would agree with Luke to an extent. I think that always we shouldn't dismiss anything as a, as a tool in our, in our teacher toolkit. I think it'd be really great if we could be trusted as teachers to make these decisions. Uh, you know, our, our, we should be the people to say, I think that, yeah, my class can use some homework. Or I think that in my class, homework isn't a useful thing at all. So I think that as professionals, we should be allotted the opportunity to make that decision ourselves, shouldn't we? So for me personally, in drama, would I give drama homework? Yeah, if we were studying costume, I'd probably give a piece of homework for that. I'd get students to go out and find a costume that they really liked from the internet or from maybe it's uh, something that their parents wear or something they've seen in real life. I wouldn't mind them then designing a costume based on that. So it'd be something that would be better driven for a piece of homework and then coming back and telling me what theatrical purpose that piece of homework serves. But I can see where Luke's coming from that if you're just giving crafty things all the time, just to give a piece of homework and drama, that it can be a bit kind of uh, repetitive, maybe not so useful in that way. We're just giving it for giving its sake. And I, and that's what the problem is when you have kind of required homework. Uh, it can create some issues that way, can't it? So I think it's best to leave it up to us, the professionals. Again, is there something else I could give homework for in drama? Yeah, I might give homework for... Uh, other technical aspects such as makeup. Maybe I would say, uh, uh, go home and try to design a piece of makeup on a face. So I might give them a face and say, okay, draw on that face what the piece of makeup looks like. Uh, you might put tiger stripes to make them look like a tiger or something of that nature. Get them to go home and little, think about it a little bit and doing a little maybe an extended piece of writing, like a paragraph of writing. What do you think about uh, your costume, what would it be useful for? What what purpose are we trying to create with it? So I, I think, yeah, there's time and place for homework and drama uh, as my experience with as a drama teacher. Uh, I do think though, requiring homework, that's where we run into maybe some issues. What do you all think? Uh, should teachers be made by their senior leaders or by administration to give homework? Should it be a requirement of a school to give homework? Should schools say, we have a homework policy where uh, you must do one hour of homework in each subject every night, uh, adding up to, you know, five hours of homework every single night for the student. Or is that a bit of overkill? Uh, should maybe if it's less, maybe 15 minutes of homework, does that make it better just because it's 15 minutes of homework for every class every night? Or is the teacher just then being given things to mark and to do that might be just putting a bit of extra strain on them as the teacher? You know, we have to respect our teachers. We have to we have to say, you know, you are the person who knows what to do. You are the master of your pedagogy and you know what's best for your students. No one can know your students better than you. I always say that you're the teacher in the classroom. You're with them every day and you are, you know, the person who knows the most about that subject at that time. So you need to choose what's best for them. 
always remember that we hold great power as teachers. That's something I always say. It's a little motto of mine. The teachers hold great power over a person's life, over where they'll end up someday and what they'll do. So please call in to Teacher Talk Radio. Tell me what you think about homework. My name is Caleb Demerchant. I'm your host today. Uh, you can find me at KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter. You can find me in lots of different manners. We've been over them all morning, but one more time there, you can call here on Podbeam. You can type us a little message on there. You can send me a tweet on Twitter. You can, if you know me personally, you can send me a personal Facebook message. I don't mind hearing something from someone on there today. So we're getting a little bit here on the Podbeam chat box. Uh, Someone has said, according to my seven-year-old, there is too much homework, and I mean they probably know best because they're the one doing it, don't shouldn't they? Some subjects demand way time, way more time than others. So that's true as well, like mathematics, and this takes the joy out of it. I would agree with that. They've also com- uh, commented things like we try more with uh, the fun homework. That's a good point. So what is the fun homework? That'd be kind of interesting to hear about. What, what, is, ho- what is fun homework for, a chi- for the child? What is a child learning from or where do they get the best piece of information from, you know? So I, I would actually like to hear more about that. What, 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 what is fun homework for a, a child? What do you think? Do you think um, when I was a kid, they used to do us, make us do mental maths. I don't know if you all remember that when you were a kid, mental maths. Uh, you'd have to sit and do your times tables or your multiplication tables, or I guess that's the same thing, isn't it? You got your pluses that shows my mathematics skills, your minuses, your, your things that you had to do, and you had to do them all in your mind. You had to break it down with the brackets and so on, your bed mass, and you know all those mathematics subjects that I definitely don't know anything about because I don't think necessarily I always got the best maths education. Maybe someday I'll come on and talk a bit more about that. But back to the subject at hand, homework. What what makes a fun piece of homework for a child? Is drawing a costume really going to be fun for a child? Is that something they're going to actually find to be fun? Is drawing a mask or designing a mask actually something fun for a child to do? You know, I think that a piece of homework can be a great piece of retrieval practice. As someone said here again in the chat, that it's a great piece of retrieval practice for their subject. I would agree with that 100%. That it it's something that we can use to help our students when they go home to kind of reiterate what they learned for that day. So I think that that's a a great, a great little thing as well to hear. Sorry for getting some of that background noise outside of my home. So what do you think about homework? Call in to Podbeam. Tell me what you think about homework. You can also contact me in so many other ways that we've already discussed. I think I'm going to now play you a little article from popular science that I found. I think it's quite an interesting little article. I'd like to hear what you all think about it. Uh, And yeah, call in after it's done. Tell me what you think. Type something into the chat box. Tell me what you think, okay? So here we go. Popular science, 21st of September, 2021. Some research suggests that homework can actually hinder achievement and in some cases, students' overall health. A 2013 study looked at a sample of 4,317 students from 10 high-performing high schools in upper-middle-class communities. The results showed that students who did more hours of homework experienced greater behavioural engagement in schools but also more academic stress, physical health problems and a lack of balance in their lives. When you add economic inequality into the equation, 
Homework's prognosis looks even worse. Research suggests that increased homework can help with widening the achievement gap between low-income and economically advantaged students. The latter group is most likely to have a safe and appropriate place to do schoolwork at night, as well as have caregivers with the time and academic experience to encourage them to get it done. Literature supporting homework often suggests that it gives parents an opportunity to participate in the educational process, as well as monitor a child's progress and learning. Opponents, however, contrast that parental involvement can actually hurt achievement. A 2014 research survey showed that help from parents who had forgotten the material or who had never really understood it can actually harm a student's ability to learn. News round, 11th of January. Okay, so what do we all think about that article from Popular Science? I thought that was a kind of an interesting article. What do you all think? Do you, do you agree with what Popular Science had to say there about homework? They didn't seem to be really a pro-homework source, if you ask me. They seem to be quite against against it. We had one uh, listener call uh, right in here to say that in my ideal world, I would not suggest enforcing reading and times tables for primary students. I think that that's a really good point because it can make you grow up kind of not wanting to do those things, really hating those things. For me personally, growing up, you know, uh, times tables was my least favorite thing to be given for homework. It was really difficult for me. I, I, I'm a person with dys dyslexia, dyspraxia. I have all the disses, I always say to people. And, you know, for me, it was really, really difficult to do those times tables. And then when we move on past them, when we moved into, you know, your word problems, the dreaded word problem, when I would get a word problem every single day for school, and we were always given times tables or multiplication. Uh, we were given our, you know, division, our, all that kind of stuff. But on top of that, we were also given a word problem that would kind of go with that piece of information we were learning that day in school. And sometimes that word problem would be so difficult for me personally. Uh, because I already had trouble with reading. I already had trouble with writing. I had trouble with my maths problems, obviously, with my maths work. So for me, it, it wasn't easy to do these problems. These pro It just it made it really, really difficult for me. So I remember word problems being my least favorite piece of homework. What was all of yours least favorite piece of homework growing up? Was there a piece of homework that you really dreaded? Was there a piece of homework that you really, really didn't want to have growing up? Was there a piece of homework that for you was something you just really you wanted to avoid like the plague, you know, uh, for me. Yeah. Word problems definitely was a, was a bad one for me. Um, I'm going to look at some, another response here from Twitter that I got that I thought was quite, quite, um, telling from a parent. They said, please, can we stop giving homework? Second time in a month, my 12 year old has come home in a flood of tears at the amount of homework she was given. She is being threatened with detentions should she not have it done. This is our family time. Please stop. And we talked about this a bit earlier. Do you think that when a student is home that it's family time or is it work time for them? Is it a time that for, the, for more schoolwork or is it a time they should be spending with their family and with their friends going out? You know, when I was a kid, I loved to go out on my bike. I know kids nowadays, they don't really... They don't always do that, but we still have lots of kids who love to do that stuff. And we have to remember, just because we see them on their phones doesn't mean that they don't still go out and uh, do stuff that regular children have always done, you know, play on their bikes and run around in fields and, you know, do all the things, the experiences that help our minds to grow, I think, beyond just homework. For me, homework, uh, going out and playing with your friends, is a, it would be a great piece of homework because for some kids, they never get outside and do that anymore, you know, they never get outside and have that time to play. 
So maybe a piece of homework for PE could be go out and play for 30 minutes with your friends in the yard. You know, I think that that would be a great piece of homework. It's something I would really encourage for my students, you know, to go out and just play for 30 minutes, to be a kid, to just experience the world that way. So do we put too much pressure on students with homework? That's a good question too. Do we put too much pressure on them? They don't complete this piece of homework. They will have a detention. They will have to come in after school for one hour after doing Maybe they tried like me when I was a kid. I did the five hours of homework and I came to school all excited to show my teacher and all she could do was stamp my book with the red stamp and say, sorry, you didn't do the homework because your contact book wasn't signed by your parents. You know, that wasn't always easy for me either because my parents worked. They worked all the time. My dad worked night shifts and my mother, she worked all day. So, you know, I had to take care of my brother and, and you know, getting the contact book signed might not be the first thing we think about. So should something like that be a piece of ho homework as well? Should we have a piece of homework that's like, get this thing signed or else you're going to do a detention after school? Maybe someone honestly just forgets. You can have great kids who just forget a piece of homework or a piece of something and now they've got to do an hour long detention. What leniency do we give to them? Because, you know, the rules are the rules. If you don't finish the homework, you must be treated as everyone else. That's what makes life fair is that in rules, we will always kind of, you know, have the same punishment for the same kind of thing. So what do you all think about that? Do you think that a piece of homework like getting something signed is a good is a good piece of homework? Uh, I've had some a lot of great responses on here on the message board on the Podbean app. And again, if you want to call in, please do call in. I'd love to hear from you. If you have something to say, uh, we, we would all like to hear from you here on the Teacher Talk Radio. Uh, thanks to our caller we had earlier today. It was his first time calling in. I just want to give him a little pat on the back for that. Good for him for calling in. I hope he's still listening. If he isn't, uh, I hope that he feels like, you know, he did something brave today. I always tell my wife today, I'm going to try to wake up and do something brave. Um, and that may have been his brave thing that he did for the day, you know, calling in here to Teacher Talk Radio, telling us what he thinks about homework. I mean, for me coming on here today, that was my brave thing. You know, we've had a couple of hiccups and technical difficulties, but in the end, I think it's working out here and we're having a great discussion about homework. And I hope that you you can all appreciate that we, if you call in, it's okay to not feel so brave, but it, no one's going to judge you. We're all here to help each other improve our pedagogy. We're all here to help each other. That's what being a teacher is really about, isn't it? We're a part of a, a greater thing than ourselves in a lot of ways, something that we don't maybe even fully understand through research. We're still always learning about what it is to be a teacher, right? New research is released all the time. And part of becoming a teacher is being brave and stepping up in front of our students, reading pedagogy. So don't be afraid to call into Teacher Talk Radio. I know we all do it all day, talk in front of our students, tell them what we think about things, tell them uh, what we understand about things. So please do call into Teacher Talk Radio if you have anything you'd like to share with us today about homework. Do you think it's useful? That's the question today. Is homework useful? My name is Caleb DeMerchant. I'm your host today for the Sunday Brunch. You can find me on Twitter at KDM underscore Drama Wizard. And I would like to share with you another little Facebook message I received from one of my personal friends. His name is Brett. I won't share his full name because I didn't get his permission to do so, but I think he made a great point. He said, I think homework is useful for certain topics. People who are behind in maths will benefit greatly from increased practice. If the extra, if, if it's extra work, I don't find it useful. So he's saying like, if it's extra work on top of something, you know, that they just learned today, something new, then he doesn't find it to be too useful. However, we did talk earlier about uh, something I thought was quite good, 
And I don't think that uh, Brett is necessarily wrong. I think he's probably 100% correct. We shouldn't try to overload our students. Overload is a, is a big problem in general in education, isn't it? But I think that maybe giving students, oh, go and watch this video about something new we're going to do tomorrow or come and read some pre-readings about this thing we're going to do tomorrow for older students, perhaps uh, an extract or a journal about something we've done. It, it could be to their benefit to do that extra piece of work, extra there being in quotation marks. It, it, it might not be so extra that it's, it, it's something they're going to suffer through, but, you know, uh, a piece of homework that, that, that they're increasing their own pedagogy through learning their own um, understanding of the topic before they come into it. Remember, I think students need to kind of learn to be their own teachers in a lot of ways. That's something I, I think about. Not that they're licensed teachers, but, you know, to learn to teach themselves at home, to go home and have good research skills. These are skills they learn from us, obviously, but then they need to learn to be their own teacher, I think, in, uh, sometimes. So to be our own teacher, that's something I think that it, it, it's maybe a really interesting topic to, list, uh, to, to go over with your students. What are some practices that they do uh, in their own practice? So uh, let's see for a second here what we can go on to do. I do have a lot of research topics, uh, uh, articles I wanted to play to you. I also have an article from Newsround I wanted to play to you that my wife found and she was really excited to share with you all. They do have a, a really great timetable in there as well if you want to go find that Newsround article. Uh, on homework. They had a bit of a timeline for homework in the UK. I think I'm going to play that to you now because it's kind of an interesting little little article for you to give a listen. So I hope you enjoy this uh, article from Newsround. 2011. In 1997, just over six in every 10 primary schools made their pupils do homework. In 1998, government publishes advice to schools in England and Wales about setting homework such as pupils aged 5 to 7 should do 10 minutes of homework a night. In 1999, around 9 in 10 primary schools are setting homework. In 2012, the government gets rid of its guidelines saying that schools should get to decide for themselves. Many think that giving homework to primary school children is an important part of their learning. They believe it helps them to practice what they have learnt in lessons in order to get better at things like spelling and handwriting. They say it helps to teach children how to work on their own and be disciplined with themselves, both skills that are useful later in life. It also allows parents or guardians to get involved in their children's learning. A member of Real Education told Newsround, If you like learning, homework helps to support your learning. It's really important to go back afterwards and think about what you've learnt in class. Practice makes perfect. In parts of the world, Children are going to do much better in school than children in the UK and in most cases they're doing much more homework. That doesn't mean you should be doing homework all the time but a little bit of homework to support what you're doing in the classroom involving your parents and guardians is really good because it allows you to do as well as everybody else in the world. Homework shouldn't be overdone. Let's do some homework and also some play. Some people think that giving homework to children at primary school, however, is not necessary. They think it puts too much pressure on them and it's the time spending and doing homework that they could be using for other activities. Sometimes, parents or guardians try to help with homework and if they have been taught differently, it can end up being confusing for the child doing the homework. They can also end up doing too much of the work for themselves. Homework. Is the outcome worth the stress? by Dr. Wendy Edwards. 
So, I thought that that little article from Newsround might be a bit helpful for you all today. Uh, what did you think about it, that timeline for the UK on homework? I thought it was quite interesting being a teacher from, uh, I've worked many years here in the UK, and it was a bit interesting to see the bit of the timeline there on homework, that it kind of increased and decreased over time and increased again. I mean, right now, I know that a lot of schools, they have a requirement for homework and they post the homework online. Of course, we're trying to help our students catch up after this terrible pandemic we've all had here. After the, you know, they have a lot of learnings to catch up on. Uh, so maybe you might think the homework's a bit more useful now than it's ever been. It might be the most useful time ever for homework, right? Now might be the best time ever for homework. It might be the time where we need it more than ever, some people might argue. Uh, we're getting listeners from all over the world. We have a listener from India. Hello from England here. Uh, I know we're having listeners from Canada, Bangladesh. We had uh, someone from Ghana call earlier today. So please call in if you have anything you'd like to say about the uh, topic of homework. What do you think about it? Uh, my name is Caleb Demerch, and I'm here today on Teacher Talk Radio on the Sunday brunch. I can be found at KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter if you'd like to share your thoughts on there or on the Podbean app here, or you can call in live. There's lots of ways and means that you can call and talk to us and say what you think. Uh, thanks for everyone who's wrote in. If I haven't gotten to your, your chat, I'll try to get to it. Um, I'm trying to work through all of the chats that we've received throughout the week as well. We've received some really great uh, chats all week. We received some great pieces of information from people all over the world all week on Facebook and on Twitter. And I think that maybe we should go to Twitter for a moment or Facebook. Let's go to another Facebook message because I got a lot more responses on there than anywhere. Just obviously because these are friends and family. These are people whom I've known for many, many years. Um, I had one friend. His name is Max. He called in. Uh, we called him Femi growing up. We used to play football together, soccer for the Canadians out there. And he said, Caleb, I have been teaching junior high, 10 to 16 year olds in Sweden for the last five years at my school. Each subject is expected to give 30 hours, 30 minutes, not 30 hours. That'd be a lot to win it. 30 minutes of homework each week. I think that that is a reasonable amount. I would have to agree with him on that. That seems like that does seem like a reasonable amount of homework to me. Homework shouldn't be. Busy work. In Canada, what we call busy work is, you know, work that doesn't really serve a necessary purpose. It just should be structured tool for the stu students to use in their practice and to have repetition of skills and facts they've learned in school. At my school, we uh, track the skills on whether or not they've completed the homework. So they use the homework as a way to track whether or not the students have learned a new skill. But it helps more to give uh, insight in what degree the students are working on their studies outside of school. So it doesn't always give him a great piece of information about how they're doing on that individual subject, but more about how they work outside of school. Because again, we have we students have to learn to become their own teachers, don't they, in a way. They have to learn to become their own uh, their own boss, if you will. If we, he goes on to say, uh, have a student who does not complete homework, uh, and they are given a they are given a low grade, and that is tracked on their homework and can be used for evidence slash proof to explain and support their results. It's just his two cents from somebody overseas, and I think that that was actually one of my favorite responses. I think that he really thought about that response and seeing what happens in Sweden uh, as opposed to the UK or as opposed to Canada or as expo uh, opposed to my experiences in China. It really does give me. 
uh, a little bit of insight. Uh, I was wondering what you all maybe think about it here. Uh, he says, someone said here that they think that that is token uh, homework on behalf of the school uh, and is kind of a compulsory thing. Uh, I would have to agree with that. Token homework is kind of a thing that we see a lot in schools nowadays, isn't it? And when I was growing up, like I said, I was given, I think token homework is a good way of putting it. I was given exactly one hour of homework for every single subject I had. You know, that was one hour each. So I'm going to cut through to the news now and to our lovely sponsors who make this program possible. I hope that you've all been enjoying our talk today. Again, my name is Caleb DeMerchant. You can find me at KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter. You can follow me there or you can tweet to me. You can tweet us something or write us a message here on Podbean. You can come on live after we come back from our lovely uh, news and sponsors. And thank you all for listening today. It's been really great to have you all listening here today. I'm going to put you on now with our lovely sponsors. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondlelettersandsounds.org.uk Whatever learning looks like this year, bring lessons to life with Nearpod. An exciting new addition to the Renaissance family, Nearpod offers real-time insights into student understanding through interactive lessons and videos, gamification and activities, all in a single, easy-to-use platform. To help kickstart the new year, we're offering all primary and secondary schools in the UK and Ireland full free access to Nearpod for the whole spring term. So, no matter what 2022 brings, Nearpod makes switching between in-class and remote teaching simple. Visit www.renlearn.co.uk forward slash Nearpod and sign up for your free trial today. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common, a passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio 
News. A report in The Independent makes it clear that Ofqual's chief regulator believes that changes to the 2022 examinations will not advantage more able pupils. As a result of the disruption caused by the pandemic, pupils in England and those students sitting GCSE from English exam boards will be offered a choice of topics in some GCSE exams. In a speech to the Sixth Form Colleges Association conference earlier in January, Chief Regulator Joe Saxton said the release of advanced information on the kinds of topics pupils will see in their exams would not advantage higher ability pupils. This advanced information is due on February the 7th and is being released to help students focus their revision to answer questions carrying more marks. It will not be provided for simpler one or two mark questions. In a statement, Ms Saxton said that she hoped that the advanced information will mean students who suffered the most disruption, or those who are less able, may gain confidence to tackle elements of the paper that they might not previously had the confidence to try. In response to the comments, Jeff Barton, General Secretary of ASCOL, said, Many school leaders will have legitimate concerns about how the advanced information about exam content has been put together and how helpful it is likely to be to their students. Radio 1 presenter Vic Hope has returned to a former school in Newcastle to open its new wellbeing centre. In a report on the ITV News website, it is described how Ms Hope opened the centre at Dame Allen's in Fenham by stating, it's been important to me in my work to raise awareness, destigmatize, and signpost resources dedicated to nurturing the psychological and emotional well-being of our young people. And I am so proud that the Dame Allens is clearly doing this work so well too. Ms Hope is a human rights activist and Amnesty International ambassador, and has spoken candidly about mental health in the past. The Snug at Dame Allens offers counseling, psychotherapy, and special educational needs support and provides a dedicated place where students feel safe, heard and understood. With mental health and wellbeing now a key focus for many schools, Ms Hope praised the efforts made by schools to support pupils in this way. The news website Monitor reports on lessons the continent of Africa can learn about investing in education. It states that the universal lesson is that countries can no longer ignore the unprecedented learning crisis facing the continent. The pandemic has revealed what the article describes as alarming inequalities in accessing inclusive and quality education. The issue was discussed by leaders at the Global Education Summit, co-hosted by Kenya and the UK in London last week. The continent is facing some harsh realities and the summit launched a drive to increase national budget allocations for education, with greater emphasis on improving learning outcomes. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio Weekend News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Hello, and I'm back again. This is Caleb DeMerchant. I'm here with Teachers Talk Radio. We're talking about homework today. Uh, again, you can follow me on KDM underscore drama wizard on Twitter and send us a message on there. You can put a message in on our chat. And I think we have a caller. Her name is Mary, so let's just get Mary going here. Hello, Mary, can you hear us? I think she's still, we're just waiting for the invite there to go through to Mary. So I am again Caleb Merchant. that's KDM Drama Wizard on Twitter. And 
I think that we've lost our caller, but that's okay. If you'd like to call in, please call in to Teacher Talk Radio. My name is Caleb the Merchant again, and we're talking about homework today. Is it useful? Homework, is it useful? What do you all think about it? Is it something you can use as a teacher in your classroom? I wanted to play you a little song from the television show Arthur the Aardvark, and we'll talk a bit about it when we come back here, but I thought that this little 30-second song might be something you might get some interest out of, so here it is. So, what did you all think of that song? That was a little song from the television show Arthur the Aardvark. Of course, we can only play a sample of that song, but I think you get the gist of it. Uh, that song was by, uh, from the character Mr. Ratburn. Now, if you've ever watched that show growing up or with your children, you know that Mr. Ratburn, he's kind of the uh, the mean teacher. He's the one that the kids, they were all scared of when they first entered his class. And then over time, they realized, actually, Mr. Ratburn, he, he's looking out for their best interests. He's actually a really nice guy. Like many of us, we seem strict to our students at first. But when they get to know us, they actually understand and know that we're just looking out for their best needs, their best interests. And they can kind of see, oh, yes, this this teacher, he, he's here or she's here to help me. They really want me to be successful. So, uh, yeah, that was a little song for Mr. Ratburn. You know, he said something useful to you, a uh, little piece of homework tonight. So he give give them some homework. And one of the kids says, oh, I hope it's ice cream and it's not ice cream. So I thought that might be a little a little fun thing that we could listen to uh, to show, you know, ho homework is a part of our culture. It's a part of uh, at least a part of Western culture. It's a part of our culture for a long time. Oh, it's something that we that our parents had, maybe our grandparents and maybe our great grandparents in some cases. It's something we've had to live with as long as we've had school. So I think that, you know, it's something that we're not going to just get rid of. It's something that's going to exist for a long time. I, I really want to thank you all for listening in today to our show. We're not we're not over yet, obviously. We got another 15 minutes I can join you here for. I'm just wondering what do you all think about homework? If you'd like to call in to Teacher Talk Radio call in. Uh, you can write us a message. You can send us a tweet. You can write us a Facebook message, of course, if you know me personally. Uh, let's see what, if we can dig into the old Twitter again and see what we can find here. Again, thank you all for writing on Twitter to me and telling me what you think in advance. It gives us something that we could talk about here on the show, obviously. So Dr. James Shea, he wrote in. He's one of my colleagues at the University of Bedfordshire, and I am a, a subject tutor at the University of Bedfordshire. Uh, he said, can I be so bold as to say directly, uh, instead of homework as a, thinking of it as something useful or something, we need to think of it in a different way. Look at the metacognition, he's saying. Uh, look at how, uh, look, look at the neuroscience of priming and, and our capacity to learn. That might be where homework kind of gives us a little bit of, uh, you know, I, maybe a little something to get the glue, to get the works moving, you know, sometime for some kids. It might be the thing that helps them with their priming. So, all things that we should consider when we're thinking about homework, about overload, about our metacognition, about capacity, about the home environment. That's a really good part, point here from Dr. James Shea. A little bit about what's their home life like? Do they all have 
internet, which leads me to a, a, a little article I received from a lady named Dr. Edwards, who used to be a colleague of mine at the University of Bedfordshire. And I thought you might find that interesting. So uh, let's listen a little bit about what Dr. Edwards says about homework. Homework. Is the outcome worth the stress? By Dr. Wendy Edwards, 14th of March, 2020. Overall, students, families and teachers were in agreement that homework causes stress. However, the proportion in each group varied considerably, with 57% of teachers, 84% of students and 65% of families stating that homework caused stress. Furthermore, Dr. Edwards found that students from the highest achieving schools felt they received too much homework, but their teachers stated that the majority of their students either always or usually completed their homework. Dr. Edwards found more students and teachers at higher achieving schools said that homework caused stress compared to other schools. So homework has caused the more stress at higher attaining schools. That may be because they are putting more pressure on their students to achieve and maintain grades and therefore the students felt stressed over homework. 65% of teachers said that they made allowances for those students who were having difficulties, such as adding extra time and supporting in school with additional resources. According to the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development in 2018, Finnish pupils are reaching a higher level of academic achievement than other pupils in the UK, and yet they have a lighter homework load, spending less than three hours each week completing homework, compared to the UK's almost five hours each week. In his book, Finnish Lessons by Parse Schleinberg, 2015, explains that some educators in Finland do not believe that homework supports better learning. A relaxed culture of learning and a lack of stress and anxiety certainly play a role in the achievement of good overall results in Finnish schools. Are you setting the right kind of homework? By Dr Wendy Edwards, the 20th of December 2019. Homework is sometimes set to reinforce the work carried out in school as it can strengthen understanding of what has been learned and it can help the student to develop the skills and confidence to learn on their own. One homework task that would support this would be researching either what has been covered in class or in preparation for future work. But teachers must ensure that it is this type of research all pupils are able to access and not just rely on the internet. In order to address this, homework could include watching a TV programme or listening to the radio, reading from books, magazines and newspapers collecting items or information from home for use in a lesson. This type of homework may alter the tension and stress caused by homework in some households. It would also support the workload of teachers as homework could be set that does not require marking. A teacher could explain what will happen in the next lesson and students could prepare themselves for that lesson. Things to consider before you set homework by Dr. Wendy. So those are some thoughts from Dr. Wendy uh, Edwards, a colleague of mine at the University of Bedfordshire, a previous colleague of mine. Uh, th I thought there was some really good stuff in both of those articles that I wanted to share with you quickly before I uh, sign off here for today. I think that homework in general, according to Dr. Edwards, it, she makes some good points that some of the higher attaining schools, they, they really push for homework. But when we look at a country like Finland, 
they're actually assigning a lot less homework, which I think is is really interesting for us to look at. And she also gave some suggestions of, of what we could get for homework. That homework doesn't always have to be what we think of it in the traditional sense. That homework doesn't always have to be uh, sit down and do something new or do something from the lesson we just learned today. We need to be creative about what when we give homework, what we're actually giving. You know, watch watching a documentary on BBC One. She also mentioned there briefly about technological connection, connectability of our students. We take for granted that maybe we have internet at home. Maybe our students don't have that access. Maybe they don't have a dictionary at home or a book to read. Uh, sometimes we say, oh, read this book, you know, just read a book. Uh, th that's all you need to do is get a book from your house, but they might not have a book at their house to read. And we need to keep that in mind when when we're giving homework. What, is, what are our students actually able to accomplish? What do they have actually at their house to help them learn? Do they have internet? Do they have a uh, different, a series of books that they're reading? Do they have everything they need? Do they have even the ingredients, unfortunately, to cook a meal? or, you know, something of that nature, if that was a piece of homework. So us as teachers, we need to just be mindful of what kind of homework we're giving. Is it something useful? Is it, does it go back to what Dr. Shea, James Shea was saying about priming, about uh, not giving our students an overload of information, about our metacognition? So I thought that that was a really interesting, some really interesting thoughts there from Dr. Edwards. And I just wanted to thank her again for, for sharing some articles with me that I could read to you all and have read to you all today on the radio. Uh, I wanted to thank my wife, uh, Emma Demerchin, for reading our articles for us today so you can get a little break from me talking, the, the Canadian here, another British person, if you're a British person, or, you know, just a little change of tone. It's always good to have someone else to listen to, isn't it? So I just wanted to thank her as well for taking the time to record some of those readings for us. Again, my name is Caleb Demerchant. That's KDM underscore Drama Wizard on Twitter. You can follow me on there. I am the host here of the Sunday Brunch Show. And I will be joining you again next weekend with a new topic. Uh, you can find our topics on Twitter. Uh, I post them on Twitter. And if you're my personal friend, I will post them on Facebook. And you can write me a message or you can put it there on the Facebook chat bar. I think we used to call it a wall when I was younger, you know. Well, uh, I don't know if you all remember when we called it a wall. So thank you for tuning in. We have a little bit of time left here, about 10 minutes today. We've gone over a lot of topics. It's been a, been a bit of a journey for us here this morning talking about homework. We've talked a lot about a lot of different topics. We've talked about overload of our students. We've talked about token homework, which I think was a really good. Someone put that in the chat, and I think that's a really good way of putting it. You know, homework that we're giving just for homework's sake, maybe because it's a requirement of our school. Um, so we need to really, and I think we've talked a lot today about our responsibility as a teacher when giving homework. What should we do as teachers when giving homework? Uh, what should those tasks look like? So I'm just going to go back to my Facebook here again, because I got a lot of really great responses from everyone on Facebook. I want to thank everyone on Facebook and Twitter who took the time to write us a message in advance to give us something to mull over. And some of them are so long, I can't really read all of them today because I had people write um, some really great stuff, but it, it, it's, it's long and, you know, I can publish it maybe on Twitter if I get their permission, I'll ask so that people more broadly can see what they're saying because these are opinions from teachers all over the world because I've been lucky enough to travel the world and meet people, teachers, educators who have given me a lot of good information today to share with you about what they think about homework. So Sarah, she talked about how in her class, she kind of tries to challenge her students with homework and treat them a bit more like adults. She, she uses some Socratic seminars uh, in her classes. And what that exactly means, 
I'd love to have her on here. Maybe we'll try to get her on here to elaborate about what that means. Going back to the Socratic method in classroom, what does that mean that we that they're having a bit of dialogue? I think is is what she means is that they're giving a topic and then they have a dialogue about it, and that the conversations can become so passionate. She said. And in her experience, the students love this. This is something they can really engage in. So she maybe she gives them the topic in advance and they think about it and they come to school the next day ready to discuss, ready to debate. And I think that that is a really great idea, Sarah. So thank you for sending that in. I, you know, sometimes we think a piece of information because it's old might not be useful anymore. But, you know, Socrates is some of the oldest information. And using the Socratic method in class is just a fantastic idea, I think. We've heard from my friends today from Sweden and in Canada, uh, all over the world. I'm really, uh, I think there have been some really great answers. I've had some people, you know, flat out say, such as Hermione in Switzerland, uh, France rather, sorry, saying that she thinks that no homework isn't useful at all, that it can be something that can help boost the lesson, but often, you know, it can, it can be just something that falls down for some students. It can just be pointless. So thank you for sharing that piece of information. We don't all have to agree. Part of being a teacher is learning to hear different pieces of pedagogy and think about it ourselves and think, is that something that I want to use in my classroom or not? And having an SLT that's there to support you and has trust in you or a leadership team or whatever you want to say, principal in Canada, uh, a vice principal, they're there to support you. I think that, that, that sitting down and having a conversation with them about homework, if you think the homework maybe is too much or too little, might be the thing to do. So don't ever discount having a conversation. I think everything great in life starts with a conversation, doesn't it? So we should just have a conversation and talk about what we think, what's, what's going on in our classroom, maybe a requirement we've been given that we don't agree with, or so on and so forth. So... I've played you some really great stuff today from News Round. You can find those articles, obviously, on their own given websites. That was, we had one from Popular Science News Round and one from The Mail on homework today. Um, I, I'll try every week to include a little bit of newspaper articles and we'll give a, a little bit from our own experiences, obviously. Uh, someone has just said to us that it can be good, but it can also, but too much can be annoying. And I, and I you know, I agree with that. That's a really, really, really great point. We have to really think about, uh, my friend said that in, in Sweden, they're given 30 minutes of homework for the whole week. And, you know, they track that piece of homework and something that they get, I think, from what he, I reckon from what he was saying, that they get it at the beginning of the week and they kind of work through it as the week goes on. So I thought that was really, really interesting thing to hear about as well. So uh, just before we sign out here, if, there, if there's anyone who'd like to call in and have a quick conversation, we've only been lucky enough to have one caller today. I'm hoping next week we can we can double that up to two or three or four callers. I think, though, we've been getting a lot of good information from the articles that I selected, obviously, for you today. So if anyone would like to call in, please call in. This is probably your last opportunity. It's your last opportunity to tweet us or, you know, tweet at me, KDM underscore drama wizard. On Twitter, if you'd like to contact us on there, if you're listening after the fact, I might bring it up in next week's uh, little chat we have on here. Uh, you know, it's like a little symposium on homework, going back to Socrates there for a second. We could have a 20-hour symposium on homework. Um, we could have a 30-hour symposium on homework. It's really, what do we think? Uh, you know, we can only do so much in an hour and a half, you know. So please... If you'd like to call or you'd like to write a message, this is probably your last opportunity to get so to do so because we're hitting the last five minute mark of our show. And thank you everyone for calling in today who's called in. Thanks everyone who's wrote in today. 
Thank you, everyone who's been brave enough to share, you know, share their thoughts and feelings. I think we take it for granted that this is, you know, we're on the public. This is my first show today. And we take for granted that sometimes we have to be brave. And every day I think we need to do something brave. And my brave thing to her today was coming on here and talking with you all. Maybe your brave thing is writing in or, or calling into our show. Um, if there's anything you'd like to say, I guess this is our last opportunity because now we have hit the officially the five-minute mark left on the show. Thank you for calling, everyone who has put again today. My name is Caleb Demerch, and I want to play one last article from Dr. Edwards for your perusing, maybe something there that you can get out of it. She, she was kind enough to share, and I would like to really get through as much of her information as we can. The next show is Sunday. I'm on every Sunday. My show is called The Sunday Brunch. My name is Caleb Demerchant. And uh, thank you for asking. So I'm going to play you a little article here from Dr. Edwards. It's very short, and then we'll have a little sign-off. So please enjoy this final piece from Dr. Edwards. Things to Consider Before You Set Homework by Dr. Wendy Edwards, 18th of December, 2019. Research completed in 2018 in six schools in one area found that at least half of homework set needed a computer and in many cases, internet access. There was an assumption here, not always substantiated or grounded in reality, that the students had access to these resources, and if they did, this access was at the time suitable to complete the work. Schools will argue that they provide resources in school in the form of homework clubs. However, these may not be at a time suitable with other demands on a student, such as extracurricular activities and peer pressure. In 2018, investigations found that the majority of students completing their homework did so in their bedrooms between 3pm and 9pm. Fewer than half of the families reported that they felt confident in supporting homework. It must be remembered that homework has never been made statutory school policy and it is up to the school to decide if homework is to be set. The school chooses to set it. So I just wanted to play You've that all for you. Sorry about that. I just wanted to play that all for you. The last article from Dr. Wendy Edwards, a former colleague of mine at the University of Bedfordshire. And yeah, she gave us some really great thoughts here today. And I, I think that that bit about, oh, we need to think about our students, whether or not they have access to internet. It might seem obvious to us. Of course they have access to internet. We might say to ourselves, of course they do. There's no way that they can't, right? But they, they might not. So that's something to think about as well, isn't it? So uh, it's been really great to have you all in here today. We're hitting the end of the show now. If you have anything you'd like to share before the end of the show, please do share it in all the ways we've talked about over and over again today. But if one last time, you can send it in on the pod beam. You can tweet it at me at KDM underscore drama wizard on Twitter. You can call in here on the pod beam app so everyone can hear your lovely voice. And yeah, thank you everyone for, and no, no, thank you. Someone said thank you here on the chat. No, thank you for, for listening in today. I really do appreciate you all taking the time to listen and for us to have a, a, a conversation to improve our own pedagogy. You know, it's really important that we improve our own pedagogy, that we do everything we can do as teachers to become better. And I know we have a lot of pressure on us as teachers. We really do. And let me tell you, I'm, all, I'm there with all of you. Uh, I understand the pressures that we have on us. But remember, what you're doing is worth it. Uh, there's students right there in front of you every day who might not say it, but they do they're thankful for you doing this for them. They might not realize it now, but even me, a person who wasn't maybe always so grateful for my student, my teachers growing up, rather, I 
am very grateful for what they've given me today. And hopefully we can have one of them come in on the future and talk about uh, maybe how I wasn't so great of a student, but it all worked out for me in the end, I, I think at least. And I know for many of your students, they're thinking the same thing, you know, it will work out for them. So thank you for all that you do as teachers every day, every week. And I know a lot of you will work through your Sunday today, you work through your Saturday, but please take a, take some time for yourself. That's your homework. I'm going to give you a little piece of homework. Your piece of homework is to take some time for yourself this weekend, even if it's only the last few hours of this Sunday, to get a good book. That's your piece of homework and read it, you know, read a good book. Find something you enjoy doing. That's a great piece of homework for you this weekend. Uh, you know, I I couldn't get through to everyone's uh, messages today on Twitter or on the chat box, but please don't let that discourage you. Please come in, call in next time. You know, it was overwhelming a little bit. I wanted to get through everyone's messages. Maybe we can get to some of them at the beginning of next week's show. Again, my show is The Sunday Brunch with me, Caleb DeMerchant. I am a tutor at the University of Bedfordshire. It's for the subjects of creative arts and drama. It's been really great to hear from each of you today. Um, thank you for giving me some time and listening to my own experiences and some of the articles I picked out for you and our caller, a wonderful caller who was their first time. Thanks again for being brave. Thank you all for being here with me. And this is Caleb Merchant. I'm going to sign off now. Thank you very much. Radio. Thank you for listening in. Live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look you, forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio. Radio.